What's up, guys? I'm David Williams, the host of the Hoopball Grizzlies podcast. The Grizz Next Gen have a phenomenal young core, and the future is looking bright in Memphis. Come listen to our show and learn more about the most exciting young team in the league. You can find me on Twitter at dwill2111, and the show and other Grizzlies news are at Hoopball Grizz. Stop by and check us out. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Oh, it has been a while, Hoop Ballers, but we are back here on the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. It is so good to be with you. My name is Greg Mraz, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Gosh, it's been a while since we've talked to you all. And before we get started, I want to let you know that support for the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take longer with a shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower, and one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming experience. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor, that's a lot, with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Again, get 20% off and free shipping on your first order with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. So appreciate our sponsors over at Manscaped for helping us keep our lights on. Now, one of the reasons why you haven't heard from me for a while albeit I was also on a two-week road trip where I didn't bring my recording equipment. But one of the reasons why you didn't hear me for a while is that there hasn't really been any Bulls news. And for a lot of people that I have seen around the Bulls beat, mainly Joe Cowley, Darnell Mayberry, Casey Johnson, that hasn't been a good thing. The Bulls made a lot of news before the NBA bubble was anywhere close to being started because... They shook up their front office. But now, with the front office in place, it has pretty much been almost a foregone conclusion that a new head coach is coming. And one of the reasons why I think people are a little bit concerned about the Bulls in comparison to other teams that might be looking for a new coach is that the New York Knicks are actively interviewing people right now. If you had to rank from best to worst in terms of well-run teams in the NBA, I would probably say the Chicago Bulls would have been, prior to the hiring of Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley, they probably would have been 29th. 30th would have been the New York Knicks. The Knicks are the dictionary definition 
of basketball incompetence, and it stems from their owner, James Dolan. However, since their operations department has also turned over with the hiring of Leon Rose and the famous super agent Worldwide West, they are starting to move the wheels in a different direction. And if I'm a Knicks fan, I am excited about what they're doing because they're trying to get a new head coach in place when they are allowed to hire him. Now, with the NBA bubble structured the way that it is, you can't hire a coach, or at least you can't officially hire a coach, until everything is said and done with the team that that coach is currently with. Now, I've said it before, the two guys that I want are either Adrian Griffin, the assistant for the Toronto Raptors, or Ime Udoka, the assistant for the Philadelphia 76ers. We're not hearing Bulls news because the Bulls, quite frankly, I don't think have made a decision yet on whether or not they want to keep Jim Boylan or not. I think that in the environment of COVID-19, and given the general understanding that there may not be fans at NBA games in the year 2020-2021, that we might likely see the Bulls stuck with Boylan for financial reasons. Now, he is one of the lowest paid coaches in the NBA, so I don't think it's going to be too much skin off of Michael Reinsdorf's back to can Jim Boylan, but they're also still paying out Fred Hoiberg, I think, for at least one more year, so the Bulls don't want to be paying three coaches at the same time. In any event, you bring in two guys to make change on your roster, to make change in your coaching staff, and so it is almost expected that a new head coach comes into place. Where I get worried is if the New York Knicks beat you to the punch on one of your candidates. Now, the Knicks are very interested in two guys. One of them you're not going to hire because you already had him in Tom Thibodeau. And another guy in Mike Woodson, who was the coach of the Knicks eight years ago. So there's a little bit of up-in-the-air question mark, what the heck are the Knicks actually doing when it comes to this process? But it's important to keep note that the Knicks also have interviewed, or are planning to interview, I should say, Ime Udoka, who is on the Bulls list. Now, if Ime Udoka doesn't get an official interview from the Bulls, or they decide that they're not going to make contact with him, then that means, I think, one of three things. It means, number one, the Bulls are going to keep boiling, which I hope is not the case. I think every Bulls fan in the universe hopes that's not the case. Number two, he has already told the Bulls, don't contact me. I'm either staying in Philadelphia or going to the New York Knicks. Or number three, that he is going to end up as the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers because he knows that Brett Brown is probably going to get fired if the Sixers don't make the finals. For a team that has had as much success over the last few years as the Philadelphia 76ers have, this year, before COVID shut everything down, they were 29-2 at home, but they were abysmal on the road. The Philadelphia 76ers should be a better team than they are. And the question that I have is, what is the future of that franchise? Are the 76ers a team that you're going to look at and say, they like the status quo, they're going to keep going, or are they going to say, we need to retool either around Simmons or around Embiid, and we're not necessarily in a position to where we feel like we can win right now? There are three teams in the Eastern Conference that I think 
can win a title right now. I mean, this year in the bubble. That's the Milwaukee Bucks, the Toronto Raptors, and the Miami Heat. Now, you're probably saying, well, why not the Boston Celtics? Well, I don't think the Boston Celtics because I don't know how Kemba Walker's going to respond after coming back from his injury. And Gordon Hayward has already said that he is going to leave the NBA bubble when his wife eventually delivers their expectant child. So I think Boston may not be as deep as they probably would need to be in order to compete for an NBA title. My point being is if the Sixers are dissatisfied with where they are going forward in the next two to three years, they may make another big change. But if Ime Udoka is being considered as a head coaching candidate in other places, what's to say he wouldn't want to stay in Philadelphia and be able to establish his coaching style with guys that he's already been working with? So Ime Udoka is the guy that gets me a little bit concerned because others are after him. Now, if the Bulls wanted to hire him, and again, they are waiting right now, I think people want to see more interest from the Bulls, but it seems like Karnaschovas wants to be able to meet Jim Boylan, actually get to see Jim Boylan coach his team, and then make a decision. Like I've said on previous episodes, I don't want to sound like a broken record, what more do you need to see? That brings me to the idea of this loser's bubble that the NBA has floated around for the eight teams that did not end up making the NBA bubble in Orlando. So if these teams had to have workouts and had to play theoretical games, that would mean you would need a coach and your fully functional roster. I don't think this bubble is going to happen, but if it did, in theory, you probably would have to have Jim Boylan coach the team through that workout. And then once the actual NBA offseason came, and I say that with air quotes, then you would have to make a decision on Jim Boylan. And that's what I think the Bulls are doing. However, if there is no bubble, I think what the Bulls are going to end up doing is start to interview guys as teams get eliminated from the bubble, or if by chance cases get really bad inside the bubble, which it doesn't seem like it's going so bad right now, but a lot of the players just got there. And funny enough, two players now have to quarantine for 10 days because they went outside the campus limits and broke the rules. But in any event, the Bulls are not going to be able to talk to Ime Udoka if their intent is to make a head coaching change until after the Sixers are done. Now, with the Toronto Raptors and Adrian Griffin, that's the same thing. I think the Raptors are a team that could end up playing in the NBA Finals. So if that's the case, then Adrian Griffin is not going to be available until mid-October. And by then, you figure the Bulls will finally have some finality in terms of whether or not Jim Boylan is still the head coach of the team. So at that point, Adrian Griffin is probably going to be the number one candidate for the Bulls if they are still considering hiring a new coach instead of obviously keeping Boylan. Now, unlike in Philadelphia, Nick Nurse is not going anywhere in Toronto. So Adrian Griffin is not going to be promoted from within. And by all accounts, nobody is interested in him except the Chicago Bulls. The New York Knicks have shown no interest in him whatsoever. We also haven't seen the domino effect on any other head coaching changes. Because right now, there's one head coaching job open. Technically, that's the Knicks 
Two in theory, if you count the Bulls. Possibly three, if you're talking about the 76ers. It could have been another if you were referring to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but J.B. Bickerstaff is going to be their head coach long-term, it looks like. So the Cavs are not a team that is going to be in need of a head coach anytime soon. In any event, though, the Chicago Bulls will have decisions to make in the near future. Those decisions are going to be on player personnel, going to obviously be on coaching, but the Bulls are in a real state of purgatory right now. And you have to wonder... At this moment, July 14th, as you all are listening to this episode, it is realistic that the Bulls will not play another NBA basketball game until Christmas Day, potentially the calendar year 2021. The Chicago Bulls may go over nine months without playing a basketball game. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. But what I do know is that the Chicago Bulls need to have a direction by the time this is all said and done. It's hard to talk about anything in terms of news when there really isn't any news. I think the news is going to be who else ends up making news that allows the Bulls to make news. The Bulls are irrelevant right now in the grand scheme of the sports landscape of July 2020. They were relevant back in April, They were relevant when they were making new hires and basically being the only NBA team that was actually making news, and then they were relevant during the last dance. But they're not relevant right now. What's it going to take to get them relevant again? A new coach, more than likely. You can't even begin to start to talk about free agency or the draft because we don't know when the draft is going to be. The draft may end up coming during college basketball season. And even at that point, we don't know when college basketball is going to start. We know what the draft class is going to look like, but we don't know when or if college basketball is going to start. What I'll say is this. The NBA bubble is going to give Bulls fans a really solid idea about what their timeline is going to be for advancing this regime forward. There are teams in the bubble that you know are championship contenders. The Lakers the Clippers, the Bucks, the Raptors. There are teams that are on the periphery that are there in order to fight for a playoff spot and be able to see if they can make a run. The Suns, the Spurs, the Kings, the Wizards, although the Wizards barely. And then there are your eight teams on the outside that are all gearing up for next year. The Bulls, the Warriors, the Knicks, the Cavs, the Hawks, etc. So how do those teams function within this new world. How are the Bulls, given that they are in the zone of acrimony, how are they going to function moving forward? What is going to be the direction of the Chicago Bulls in the immediate future? We have absolutely no idea. But what I can tell you is this. When we see the Sixers eliminated, you'll have a better idea about whether or not the Bulls are going to make a head coaching change. You'll have an even better idea if the Sixers and the Raptors are both eliminated at the same time. And if the Bulls end up coming back in some loser's bubble, and we see the Jim Boylan Bulls trotted out there and actually get some game action, then maybe it will stick in the craw of Karnaschovas that you've got to get rid of this guy. That is what I honestly hope happens. The Bulls end up having to go into this loser's bubble 
and then Karnashovas can see for himself how truly awful Jim Boylan is. It might take game action for him to be like, oh, I get it now. This guy's a terrible basketball coach. If it has to take that, then so be it. Do I think that having a loser's bubble is a good idea? Absolutely not. Is it in the well-being of the health and safety of the NBA players, coaches, and staff? Hell no! Will it show the new Bulls GM and president of basketball operations, executive VP of basketball operations, but you know what I'm saying. Will it show Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley that Jim Boylan is not the man to lead them into the future? 1,000% yes, it will. So that's the only reason why I'd even be rooting for a loser's bubble, so that you can up front and close, and by the way, it will be in Chicago at McCormick Place at Wintrust, the United Center. Maybe they'll use UIC's arena. I have no idea, but if it's in Chicago, up close and personal, your new Bulls front office is going to get a look at this guy and say, oh, God. Die, we got to move on from this mess. And they will in due time. But if the 2020-2021 season starts and Jim Boylan is still the head coach of the team, then there's going to be a lot of questions. And quite frankly, at least from the fans and the media, there's going to be a lot of hell to pay towards this new front office. And there's going to be the stigma of it doesn't matter, new boss, same as the old boss, that everything that changes effectively stays the same in a Jerry Reinsdorf-owned regime. I would like to leave it at that. And on that note, this concludes another episode of the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate your willingness to stay with us through a big hiatus. Again, not a lot of Bulls news. I'm hoping there is more Bulls news so that we can talk about it here with you. Make sure that you go check out all of our other hoop ball podcasts. I highly recommend, especially on our team side of things with the bubble getting started up, the hoop ball Lakers, the hoop ball Clippers, the hoop ball Pelicans has got some great content, hoop ball gaming, hoop ball daily fantasy, the hoop ball Pelicans podcast. I think I just said that the hoop ball Kings and the hoop ball Grizzlies all teams that are going to make a big impact in the bubble. Don't forget the hoop ball nets as well. I'll finish off at that. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. And as always, go Bulls! This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.